Welcome to Pick Up and Deliver, the podcast where I pick up my audio recorder when I step off the train and deliver an episode to you while I walk home. I'm Brendan Riley. Well, good afternoon, listeners. It is Friday, September 13th, and it is a blustery day here in suburban Chicago. I'm pleased to be talking to you as I walk home. And it's interesting, I was on the train today trying to think of what I was going to talk about for the episode. Uh, The previous episode I recorded was a discussion of two games that I've played online, um, or two games I've played a lot online. It feels like I've done another, a number of other episodes that are deep dives or kind of review type episodes. So I thought a special topics episode would be good. I didn't have anything particular I wanted to talk about. There was a thread on BoardGameGeek that was interesting to me about the fact that Kickstarter appears to have recently fired a couple people who were organizing for a union. And it's unclear whether they were fired under trumped-up charges because they were organizing for a union, which one person has filed a lawsuit against Kickstarter for that reason particularly. So anyway, it's a, it seems like there's something worth talking about there, but mostly I'd just be talking about unions, I guess, and it's not really the point of the episode, or the point of the podcast. It's not Brendan's politics podcast. But then I had an idea, and I thought I would give this a try, so it's a new episode segment. I was thinking about what is it that I really want about the show, or want the show to be, and it's meant to be kind of a casual conversation about games. I like playing games, I want to talk about games, and thinking about what are the subjects that I might want to talk about, I was thinking about Board Game Geek and its many forums, and I had an idea, so I'm going to try that. And it's called The Geek Asks. So in this episode, I am going to, on my phone here as, we're, as I'm walking, look at my Board Game Geek app in the general forum. And as I'm talking, I'm going to scroll through the forum looking for subject lines that are phrased as questions. Uh, if it's not phrased as a question, I'm not going to address it or comment on it anyway. I'm just going to scroll past it. If it is phrased as a question, I am going to talk about it without giving any kind of read to the subject itself. So I might be way off in terms of what the person's talking about. This is not a considered discussion of a long thread. It's Brendan reacting sort of in real time to questions being asked uh, in the Board Game Geek forums. So I hope that makes sense. Here we go. We'll give this a try. Worst Kickstarter ever? Question mark. I've seen this thread before, and it is generally a terrible Kickstarter. So the answer is yes, of course. What is it about Stonemeyer Games that is so polarizing? Well, it's the internet. First off, uh, I would say some people really like Stonemeyer Games, and other people, if they don't care for them so much, get mad that people really like them. But else said there's a little sour grapes there. Some people get pretty jealous uh, of other people. I'd say that's what's so polarizing. Um, interesting Asian-themed games by Asians? Question mark. That's not really a question. We'll add the what are some 
That's an interesting way of phrasing it. If you live in, let's say, Japan, and you make a game themed in Japan, is it just a game? I mean, do people think of, like, if it's a game about war in Japan, it's not a Japanese, a game themed about Japanese war, it's just a game themed about war. In the same way that food you eat in Mexico isn't Mexican food, it's just food. That's maybe being a little silly. Yeah, I think uh, this is something we're starting to see now. There's a variety of different games from publishers in Asia, particularly that are being picked up and published in the United States in English that allow us to play games with an Asian theme made by Asian people, which is distinctly different than, say, Ghost Stories, which is a game of a Jap- with a Japanese theme made by a Frenchman. So, um, yeah, we should play more of those. Uh, do you enjoy games more or less if you scrutinize them? More. That was easy. No, uh, I mean, I'm a scholar. My default mode is scrutinize more. My sense of the world is if you understand the world better, you enjoy it more. You can still enjoy a game lightly, even after you've scrutinized it. I suppose there is something to be said for the joy of the first play, but I would say ultimately every game that I've played in depth, well, that's not true. There are some games when you play in depth and you kind of play them out, but I would say in general, if you scrutinize the game, you're going to enjoy it more. I say yes. Can you guess the unknown game? I'm sure I can't. What game does this die belong to? Uh, Quarriers. Let's see. Why so many people seem to hate games with minis? Question mark. Again, not really a question. Because that's a why. Just grammatically confusing. One, I don't think that so many people hate games with minis. But I think that the answers are that a lot of games with minis the are games that come through Kickstarter. And they're games that have been fashioned to do what Kickstarter best, which is raise money for games that look cool. It's not raise money for good games. Now, sometimes there are good games that come out of Kickstarter, but what Kickstarter does is make, make money for games that look cool. That's the thing it does best. And so a game with lots of minis looks cool. I suspect that the people who hate games with lots of minis are people who've been burned by that or are resentful that the Kickstarter market takes such a big space in the board game hobby to produce such mediocre games. And uh, just like in the olden days, a game with an IP pretty much guaranteed that it had been, an intellectual property, I mean, guarantees that it had been produced in a slipshod way by people who don't really care about making good games. I think nowadays, a Kickstarter game with a ton of minis the first instinct is it's been produced in a slipshod way by people who don't really care about making a long-lasting and fun-to-play game, but rather people who care about raising a lot of money right now. I'd say that's why people seem to hate games with minis. New version of Monopoly feature favoring women. Would you play it? Question mark? No. Not because it favors women, but because I don't want to play Monopoly. What does everyone think about the dice tower? Uh, It's a nice way to roll dice. 
I presume they mean the board game channel. An entertaining mix of people. They bring a lot of different perspectives to the community. They help raise awareness of board gaming. Tom Bassel seems like a genuinely nice guy. Sure. To punch or not to punch? I generally vote don't punch. Uh, I presume... No, if you're talking about ways to interact with people, I generally vote don't punch. Uh, if you're talking about when you buy a new game, should you punch it and then let it sit on your shelf for a while or wait till you're going to play it and then punch it? I say punch it. The best way to get acquainted with the game is to open it up, get that new, that China factory smell, punch out those components, organize them, and then let it sit on your shelf for a couple years. What's with the modern game visual aesthetic? I don't know what that could mean. Part of me thinks that maybe it has something to do with the kind of Ian O'Toolization of board games, which is a, a, a move toward graphically slick, carefully iconographic game pieces that have an air of classicism and an air of minimalism to them. This also might be called the Stonemeyer look. That's that's what I would think of when people say the modern game visual aesthetic, but I don't think games are uniform enough to have to apply that label. Do we need more categories for fillers? Uh, I don't know what that means because I feel like I can probably think of a category, a filler for every category there is. Uh, drafting, sushi go is a filler. Uh, worker placement, hmm. Is there a worker placement filler? I guess that mint tin, uh, that mint, there's a mint, mint works. I think that's a worker placement game that also would count as a filler. Uh, let's see, area control, eight minute empire is a filler. Um, trick taking, most trick taking games are fillers. Uh, set collection, let's say, um, point salad. Or Tides of Time. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you need other categories for fillers, because to me, filler is a comment on length of gameplay more than anything else, and perhaps difficulty of explanation, whereas I see category being usually a way to organize games by the dominant game me mechanism. Keep games NIS or remove shrink? See the forum on to punch or not to punch. Lee, uh, let's see. What do you think of the new BGG logo? What else needs to be improved? Well, that is a biased question. What do you think of the new BGG logo? What else needs to be improved? That pretty clearly suggests that the person asking the question thinks the new BGG logo needs to be improved. Unless they somehow are saying what else on the site needs to be improved. I think the new BGG logo is fine. I saw one version of it where someone differentiated between the face and the hair, and I think that would have been a smart move to give it a little bit more definition. But whatever, it's fine and better than white blonde guy, which was the mode before the current model. So, uh, Anyone familiar with Paladin role-playing products? I'm sure someone is. 
if not if no one else, the people at Paladin who make them. What is the ugliest game box design? Huh. What is the ugliest game box design? Well, I presume here that they mean what the box looks like. I would say the ugliest box design would be Wonky, which is a stacking game where the box itself is the, this kind of weird shape. Uh, or the box for uh, Bang the Dice Game or Bang Deluxe Edition is a giant metal bullet. I think it's pretty ugly. So, but that's not really what they mean. They mean, what's the ugliest box cover? Hmm. I think I'll go with an oldie but a goodie. I'd say Concordia, the lady on Concordia is pretty horrific. Or the mean, the grout, the scowling guy on Kalos. Yeah, that's what I'll say. Can you shuffle one card? Question mark. Hmm. Yeah. If you're playing a game and it says pick up the deck, shuffle it and put it back. If there's just one card there, you shuffle it. That doesn't change the order at all. But I would say yes, you can shuffle one card. Based on my experience playing competitive card games uh, where specificity is the rule, shuffle just means rearrange the order to the best of your ability. If you have three cards and you shuffle them, you still know that all three are in the deck and then all three are in the next three cards, which would not be good shuffling if there were 100 cards. But I would say shuffling. Yeah, hmm, that's a good, that's an interesting one. My favorite question of the day, that's one. Can you shuffle one card? Let's see. Auto shufflers, question mark? Uh, it's not really much of a question, but I would say if you aren't able to shuffle otherwise, I don't see why not use an auto shuffler. They're probably pretty hard on the cards, which if you have a valuable game, using an auto shuffler seems like a bad idea. But I'm not that precious about my game, so I wouldn't mind them getting a little dinged up. What game is this? Still don't know. What is the most poorly designed board in the history of board games? No idea. I'm sure it's from a game that has not been published or a game that was published and vanished into the ether. This is exactly the kind of question that's terribly worded because no one is going to know the answer because that game will have died. Right? So they're really asking what's the most poorly designed board in pop among popular games. I would say what's the most poorly designed board in the in a game that resides in the top 1000 on BGG. That would be an interesting question. But just in the history, no way to know the answer. Can anyone ID these game pieces? No. I'm sure someone can. What game are these from? I'm sure someone knows. Why are the rankings dominated by heavier, more expensive games? That's an interesting question. I would uh, say the answer probably stems from the fact of who it is that's ranking games. That the more casual the player you are, the less likely it is that you use Board Game Geek in a deep way. Just looking at demographics and looking at what Board Game Geek is about. Right, so it already skews toward people who enjoy more elaborate, deeper games. Uh, if you're somebody who enjoys more elaborate, deeper games, you're going to rank games that give you that experience more highly. And generally, a short game can give you a delightful experience, but most people aren't going to give that a really high rating 
because it isn't the pinnacle of what games can do, right? Uh, as a film scholar, I can recognize the majesty of what's happening in Casablanca or Citizen Kane as of a different caliber than the delight I get out of The Wedding Singer. As much as I like Wedding Singer, I'm not going to put it on the same shelf as Citizen Kane. I think probably heavy, heavy game players are the same way. They're going to see the depth, the vast reach of choices, the ultimately rewarding experience of a long, heavy, deep game as far exceeding a lighter game's ability to reward you. And that's our time. I'm curious to see what you... First off, did you have a different answer to one of these? Pop over to Board Game Geek Guild 3269 and let us know what you think about any of these questions. More importantly, I really would like to hear from you. Was this enjoyable? Was this a fun episode for me to do? If I did one or two of these a month, would it be amusing? Or was this a waste of your time and you hate me forever now? Or somewhere in between. Uh, you can also let me know that at Board Game Geek Guild 3269 or email me, brendan at rattleboxgames.com or any of the other many ways you can reach me with the username wombat929. Well, until next time, I hope that your next walk is as pleasant as mine was. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye. Brought to you by Rattlebox Games.